Welcome back to the Hour Time Podcast, the podcast for Watch Geeks by Watch Geeks. I'm John Biggs. I'm Victor Marks. And I'm Nicholas DeLeon. And today we have a, a few interesting new watches. Uh, welcome back, everyone. It's a, it's, it was quite a week this week. Um, in the watch world, in the watch world, I mean. It actually was, yeah. I mean, it was an interesting <laughs> week otherwise, but this is the first week of 2021, and we yeah. there there's new watches, so hooray. Nothing Things to happen, right? That's it's the only thing that's happened. Nothing at all happened. Look, I, I want to talk about... I wanna, first, let's talk about this Cassioke. You got a Cassioke? I did indeed. I bought... I, I caved. It's funny. Last week, I said, oh, I'm not going to buy another $200 watch, and what did I do? Like, two days later, uh, I bought the, the gray Cassioke. Uh, I guess it came out maybe November, December. So I not only did I buy it, I, I bought it on like a resale website, StockX. So I paid like 150 for it. So I'm a real fool is what it sounds like. Well, I mean, I found one for 120, 130 on Amazon, the red one. I was thinking about it, but I didn't go for it. What? <laughs> did I did I make a mistake? I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna hassle you guys about your Cassioke. Fine. God blood. Go go with God. Do enjoy it. <laughs> Hey, if it's I'm, fun. Yeah, if you enjoy it, it's fine. I don't know. I I I can't I can't judge. I honestly can't judge. I I'm not I I don't I don't think you need to buy a Casio like for two even for $200. It's like I love Casio a lot, but sure. to actively go out and like purchase one to wear on a daily basis is difficult for me because I just I would just not do it. But I would wear something like a ProTrek or something like that if I'm out skiing. Or I'm uh, or I'm I'm hiking in the woods, as it were. Uh, I mean, a Pathfinder. I'll I'll really get into any number of these any number of these watches. But I just like can't, a Mudmaster. Like, if there was an activity, yeah. you'd do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think I think we should point out that retail for this is one ten. Uh, you know, it was sold out by the time I had I hadn't heard about it until I saw it on YouTube. Uh, so I did pay a little bit more than retail. It retails one ten. It's a fun. It's a toy. I mean, this is this. I'll wear it every now and then. I'll be like, "Ooh, it's gray. That's kind of cool." And then that's yeah, you know. yeah. So I mean, that's that that's that's the other trick. I mean, it's like 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 you say, the uh, the watch is basically selling out because everybody's so fascinated by the damn Casio. But I mean, it's, come on, it's just a it's just a Casio. It's not it's, it's, it's not plastic. Yeah, you're eventually gonna it's eventually gonna end up at like TJ Maxx uh, for like fifty bucks. So well, then I'll get another one. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can fill, <laughs> fill your drawers. With, uh, I have with no more Casio. space for these these silly watches. We'll see. I think that's it. Maybe maybe I'll be a little bit more disciplined the rest of the year. But I saw it and I was like, that looks so neat for a hundred dollars ish. Eh, who cares? Who cares? Ultimately, that's the that's the that's the that's, 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 large, that's the that's the big zit. It is. That's Mike. That is. It was a slight concern. I was like I think it is forty five millimeters. Which which I mean. Again, if, if it were, you know, $300, I probably would have paused a little bit. But I figured for like, you know, I think I paid like 150 on the dot, basically. Eh, I'm willing to take that risk. And if it doesn't, if it looks ridiculous, it's like, I don't know. I can give it to you guys. You can have it. I don't know. Yeah, give it, give it to us. Give it to us. So this is funny. I I'm, I'm, was about to go to Watch Report to look at this thing that I was ta- that I wanted to talk about. Sure. Uh, it's it's down. Uh, I guess every every site's down this, this week. I don't know what's going on. It's oh, interesting. Odd. Watch reports down. It's well, so wait, we didn't even ask this. What's on your wrist, Biggs? What are you wearing? I'm wearing my GMT. Oh yeah, we got to we got to do that. I'm wearing my GMT uh, Seamaster. All right, Nick, what, what you got? 
Uh, I have on one of the the Seiko, not the Seiko Five that Biggs wanted to talk about, but they had a revision uh, towards the middle of 2020. Uh, it, it's I, I think it's SRPE uh, is the uh, product name. Basically, it, it loses the dive bezel. Uh, the hands are a little narrower. It's it's, it's the, the gilt bezel version of the SKX. Basically, yeah. It's uh, I have it on a uh, one of those single pass Nados. It, it's a poor man's. Uh, Black Bay Fifty Eight. I'll, I'll have it. I'll put a picture in the uh, in the post for this week. It is a poor, poor man's Black Bay Fifty Eight. I don't know. It's neat. It matches my shirt, which is a soccer shirt that is also black and gold. So this is this is what I do now. I just I mix and match my watches and and soccer shirts. So nice. Okay, so I'm. I wanted so, to talk about one I got on really quickly. Oh yeah, what do you got? What do you got? I'm sorry. I got the. Uh, I, I don't even have to exactly. Nereus watches Santiago. Oh, the Santiago. I don't know that one. So the Santiago is a, it's, it's a, like a Tudor sub, basically. It's, it's slightly larger than the real Tudor sub. It's 40 instead of 39, but it's got the, the four triangles at the, uh, at the cardinal indices. And this one happens to have a 12 hour bezel instead of the dive bezel. And I just like the heck out of it. The Santiago. Santiago. And they're, they're available for pre-order on NariusWatches.com. Narius Watches. Let's take a look at this. N e r e u s, e u s. Oh, e u s. Yeah, that's Not why I'm having na- a hard time pronouncing it. Na- e n a r n e r e u s. Watches. Cool watches inspired by history. That looks all right. It's the Santiago, the Sangre de Cristo. See, three ninety nine. Would you yeah. would you pick that up for yourself, there, uh, Nicholas? I I I uh, would. I I I've, would. I feel like honestly, I feel like it's a fair price, but I have enough dive watches in that kind of price, right? But it it, it looks nice. If I, if I didn't have a drawer full of very similar looking ones, I would very much consider that. Yeah, that seems like yeah. a fair price. Where are they making this? What is this? So the guy behind this is Zach from uh, Cincy Strap Company. But it's not Santiago. It's not Santiago. What's... Uh, What's the he just named strap company? Yeah. But, the, but yeah. this is the guy that he started his business in Cincinnati making watch straps, and he's graduated to making watches. Hmm. And that's the kind of thing that we like around here is the little guy trying to to, to step up in the world. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna say it. These don't look like he made them himself. No, he obviously contracted with someone. Yeah. Um, I don't mind that. I mean, God bless him for for make making a little business but like a reselling business but it's not like it's not like the cincy strap company's bringing bringing well, something so special to the table. what's what's the thing about this is he didn't just go and buy the case and, and whatever off of a shelf yeah he you know obviously the movement is off of a shelf because he's not making movements but but this is his own drawn from scratch with a mechanical engineer redrawing it from scratch for a case that looks just like everybody else's case except that they drew this one and intentionally had it made for this watch. Santiago. And and you could say, you know, if you were going to draw from scratch, why wouldn't you make some crazy other thing? Well, this is what he wanted to make. So here we are. It's a teeny tiny little date window. It, well, I mean, that's what they look like when you don't have a uh, magnifying glass on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all right, fine. I, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I like. I, all right. I, I think that I think those I think those ball. I think the the graduated uh, the graduated pips around the around the dial are a little bit much. 
that's mm. kind of that's kind of problematic. In uh, that, in the the bezel actually doesn't do anything. Doesn't do really. Mean? Well, it doesn't actually measure what it's supposed to measure. Well, you you can pick the dive bezel, or you can pick the twelve hour bezel, and you can rotate it around and have it as a second time zone if you want. Um, I, I guess you're right. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. And it's got drilled lug holes, so it can't be all bad. We need a we need a sound we need a sound effect for for the eye for the John Biggs allows it. Okay, I can dig it. I can uh, find something fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can dig it. I'll I'll allow it. What we need is a sound. We need like a sound board. We need like uh, yeah. Need, remember when they used to do oh yeah press oh, a button. Did, I think you guys introduced me to this. Okay, so this is something that I've just discovered. I didn't realize this was happening, and I'm very upset by this. Uh, so traditionally the SKX, the Seiko SKX is the, is the dive watch to get, right? It's like, yeah. it's a nice, it's a nice 007, dive watch. 0709, right? Yeah. The 007 was, was, has been famous. It's got a screw down crown. It's got a great face. It's got a great case. The, uh, the crown is at, um, the crown is at four o'clock, which is unusual. I mean, it could be, well, it could but, really I mean, be it's the crown doesn't dig into your wrist. It's a smart thing. Yeah, exactly. So the crowd could, crowd could feasibly be it. I don't know anywhere but it's at four o'clock which is good it doesn't dig in great bands has a little as little uh, loom on the loom on the bezel uh great loom on the hands uh great date window basically the best if if you're in a, if you're in the market for a watch here's another i'll allow it if you're in the market for a cheap watch your first cheap watch that you're ever going to buy it's going to be one of these best thing ever well, four five hundred bucks it was it was going to be one of these and what does seiko do but they, oh, they turn around. They killed it last year. I didn't realize this. Yeah. They changed the SKX. They they changed the SKX and the Seiko Five Sports. Sports, not like sport or sport watch or dive or anything. They call it sports. It doesn't have a screw down crown. Yep. It has applied markers and it's got the sports logo and it's got like fancy automatic written on it. There's no display there's case no, back. Uh, display but the display case back. There's there's no there's no loom on the pip. And I'm it very lost upset. 100 meters of water resistance. Very upset. This, this this angers me to no end. They were all 200 meters. Now they're 100. <sighs> what 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 are they thinking? They're thinking that no one was actually diving with them, and that they could move to making all kinds of neat colorways by mixing and matching the uh, the different colors of chapter ring and the different colors of dials and and jazz like that. And no one would care. And I was all into the freaking. Uh, I was all into the the Street Fighter version without realizing that 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 these were actually the Seiko Fives, the SKX, the uh, yeah, the Seiko Fives. I didn't realize that they were the Seiko Fives. I thought they were still the SKXs. Very oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no. I actually owned one of the. You know, it's funny. You. It sounds like you're not allowing. I'm not allowing. You're not. Allowing. Well, I have news for you. I have that watch. Uh, I bought it in a. Beautiful little uh, jewelry store in Yonkers, New York. Yonkers. Uh, oh, yeah. It is It is where uh, the company I work for is based. Uh, yeah, I, it's the SRPD 87. It's the kind of navy blue one with the, uh, with the navy blue NATO. Uh, I actually saw it first on uh, Hodinkee, that famous website. And I was like, that looks pretty nice. And it was funny because I never spent – I think I paid – I don't know, probably like two twenty or so for it uh, at the store, and I was I was like, wow, that's a lot of money for like a watch when I have 
uh, already an Apple Watch. You have a had, phone, yeah. Yeah, and that so that was kind of my first like, man, do I really want to spend two hundred dollars on this thing? And I and I was honestly, I I you know I, I understand the concerns. You know, it's it doesn't have as much uh, water resistance. It's but it's like, dude, I'm never going to go diving. Come on, let's be realistic or, about it. Well, I'm, truly, right? It's a hundred meters water resistance. Even if you did go diving, you're not going a hundred meters down. No, I, I can assure you that will never happen. And I just like, you know, maybe this makes me some sort of like weirdo, but like, I like the look of it. It looks neat in the same way that like, I also got into sneakers a little bit last year and it's like, can I wear all these sneakers simultaneously? No, obviously, yeah. but they look neat. And it's like in lieu of, of any other source of joy in my life, uh, you know, I have that watch on my desk almost every day and it's it just, it, I like looking at it. Okay. To I- me. I'll, I'll, I'll the one that I like was the uh, SRPD95, which is a black dial with a white chapter ring. SRPD95. And, and basically, it looks to me like they learned the lesson that all these people were doing Seiko mods where they were buying different parts aftermarket and mixing and matching, changing them up. And this is just a tasteful little watch. And it would be great if it were an SKX, but no. It's an SRPD nine five. Yeah, that's fine. That one's fine. I just don't. I'm just really upset. Uh, I'm not. I, I'm glad. I. You're I'm right. glad I have a. I'm glad I have a, a real one. Yeah, I think I have the original, and I also have. I, I wore my turtle yesterday. Uh, the uh, the my dad's my dad's watch from I guess it was probably the eighties uh, that I wore because I just wanted to celebrate. I just wanted to celebrate the old Seikos. I don't know what the hell they're doing with this. It's very frustrating to me. And then, then you can get that crazy, uh, that crazy original. What's the original called? The ones that's like six thousand bucks that you have a clone of, uh, Nicholas. Oh yeah, the uh, the sixty sixty two mass. I don't I don't know the model numbers offhand, but yeah, they. It was the one in uh, the the turtle that I have was from Apocalypse Now. The Willard, that's it. The yep. Willard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they re released them uh, actually twice. One a couple years ago. That's like five thousand dollars, and one last year. That's like a thousand ish or fifteen hundred ish. Uh, and they're not quite one to one, uh, you know, replicas of the of the actual Willard. But uh, yeah, they're they're they are nice. If you, I don't know. If, I think we were discussing last week, you know, aesthetics, you know, Swiss, Japanese. I don't know. There's something about that kind of like that the the turtle and the Willard and that whole like cushion case. I don't know. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I I don't mind. I had a I had a little I had a little trick I had a little uh, little craziness when I was buying every single I tried to buy every single Seiko type so I tried to buy oh an God. alarm tried to buy an alarm I tried to buy a uh, the the single single register chrono the dual register chrono the three register chrono uh, I think I had a world timer a couple other ones I was looking at the the three register chrono from them today actually but the, the, I mean I was I was I'm talking about like the the classics like from yeah the I was 70s. looking at an yeah, S, yeah. Uh, SZS and J006. Yeah, Which I'm looking like at one. A, they call it the Saytona. Yeah, I just I just spotted one right now, but it's like it's two thousand bucks for eight eight thousand two. It's at eight it's eight oh two eight eight zero zero two, mm-hmm. which I believe is like it's pretty crazy. But I guess it sounds like it's supposed to be a new old stock. Um, but who the heck is going to pay two thousand bucks for a Seiko? But I guess that's a whole different story. It, it better be a Grand Seiko if we're talking. Yeah, this is definitely then it's not a deal. A, yeah, this is basically just a speed timer. I don't know. I'm I'm very upset. I'm. I think I think they've I think they've sold us a bill of goods, as it were. Yes. Uh, what do we got on this new Speedmaster? 
This this would be my first uh, Speedmaster introduction since you know after having joined Team Watch. Uh, it it is I guess the big thing is there's a new movement inside. They replaced the one that's been in there forever. Uh, this one to me I, I didn't even know that the the Speedmaster before this one uh, it didn't hack. It, it a non hacking. It just to me it was like it's uh, I I don't know kind of gave the charm to it a little bit. Uh, but this one hacks, so the fun's over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know it's and the price went up a little bit i think it starts at like uh for the Hesselite ones like six thousand which is like a thousand more than it was something like that that sounds familiar you know once converted from uh francs or whatever but yeah it is it's it's largely similar i saw folks were kind of very excited about the dot on the 90 uh that's a big thing the dial it's a little bit more indented than it was the previous Ooh, version the dot on the 90 uh, the pushers are slightly more uh, extended, so they're not quite as like mushy looking. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, it, this honestly, this feels to me like a very masculine watch. The Speedmaster, it's like, oh, you know, it went on the moon. It did all this crazy stuff. It's black and white. It, it has, it exudes a certain like level of like, uh, I don't know. I guess masculinity is, is, is the word I would use. Do you feel? Do you feel uncomfortable? Do I feel <laughs> uncomfortable? Uh, not necessarily. It 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 never really really stuck out to, i was never terribly impressed with it until like very recently and the uh in the fall i started coming around to it. I was like yeah i guess that's kind of cool before it was like i you know I, i'm not huge into chronographs to begin with this is probably a huge part of it uh but yeah i don't know i i, I do feel that if you're a watch person you should probably i mean i say that and i don't have one but i think i'll, I'll get around to it it does feel uh like a like a, pre, a real critical part of a of a decent collection. Yeah, oh, the flip gotta, side of that is is that once maybe everyone has it, and now it's you know is it you know well everyone has it. Do I so I don't know. I think that comes. In, I've I've seen that criticism, but it is obviously a good watch. I don't think anyone here is going to say otherwise. And the updates seem, uh, you know, for a watch in twenty twenty one, yeah, it's it seems like a like a hit. So well, I, I love the I love on the back. It has the full it has like a freaking paragraph. It's got flight qualified by NASA in 1965 for all manned space missions. The first watch worn on the moon, uh, stainless steel, uh, to post no bills, begin uh, <laughs> mind the merge, merge left <laughs> to, to ex, exit exit only uh, no and, U-turns uh, no and uh, and dance dance as if no one is looking. <laughs> And, and that's basically it's just covered in freaking writing all over it. It's well, that's what you want your watch, dude. You just want it covered with text. Look and show your friends. Look at all this text. Look how cool I am. It's very evocative of the current streetwear situation where you like put like Helvetica writing that says like shoe, yes, Nike. That's a good point. Very like I have I have a pair of uh, I have a pair of Air Jordans. Uh, you'd never you never imagine that they're Air Jordans, right? You know, well, whatever. I don't know. They're like the there's some yeah, they have they well they have like writing on them. They're like yeah. designed by the best athletes. And I'm like, I'm I'm just some fat guy running walking around in them. <laughs> there's literally no best athlete athlete touching these things, but uh but thanks for the information. Well, it's the world we live in now. I don't yeah. know. Oh yeah. I it it did seem I, I, I was looking at some of the internet reaction. The uh the new speedmaster was announced uh let's say two days ago at time of recording. Uh, it does seem to have gotten a pretty decent reception. I haven't noticed anyone saying they ruined it. You know, compared to the Rolexes, which were announced, what was that, September? Uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah, it it, yeah, it seemed a little bit more like they they fiddled with the sizes. Yeah, Folks were not 
automatically in love with that, I think is a very polite way to put it. Whereas with the Speedmaster, folks seem to be pretty much on board with it. What's what's your take on the uh, on the Speedmaster, Victor? Uh, I'm pretty happy with Speedmasters. I have not owned a Speedmaster, but I've looked at them, and I, I like that they keep changing, but they not they don't seem to lose their character in the way that other watches yeah, try and, and gussy so. them up and modernize and stuff. It's, the Speedy is still a classic Speedy. I mean, that's kind of my uh, that's kind of my my mode about these these Seamasters. I really like the Seamasters because I like the baton hands, I like this the stick and ball hands, and the and this one I like in particular because it's got a nice uh, it's got a GMT GMT on it. So I don't know. Good times for everybody to have a little Speedmaster in their lives. But I think I think I think Omega's milked this pretty much to the point of uh, to the point of unacceptance. I have seen that uh, opinion expressed online as well. It's like, this is the same. I mean, good for them, I guess. Uh, but this is the same watch uh, oh, that yeah. was exactly. on the moon watch. Well, it's, it's, it's never going to be the same watch that was on the moon. The watch that was on the moon was, uh, was actually, so they, so the story goes and there's, there's a couple, there's a couple competing stories and we'll finish on this, on this tale of, wait, wait, this, I got a Zenith to talk about at some point. Oh yeah. Talk, we'll t- t- talk about the Zenith then. Cause I, I, I'll, I'll tell the story next time. I love your stories. I love story time with John, but I, I need a Zenith in here. All right. Talk about the Zenith. Okay. So we were talking about masculine chronographs and I think the Zenith out masculines the Speedmaster. Uh, I I actually would agree with that. It is it is quite uh, it's very nice, is what it's, I was. It's I, got a squared off jawline, if there ever was one, and it's 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 a very chunky 1970s case, which makes complete sense because Zenit went back to their catalogs and said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to pull one right out of 1969, and we're going to do that. And so it it literally looks just like that. It's got a a sort of brown gradient dial. It's it's got uh, text on the dial, like you were talking about how post no bills and mind the gap. It's got Zenith, Chronomaster, Automatic, El Primero. El Primero. It's got a big red seconds hand and 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 dished white subdials, just like you were talking about on that that Speedy. But that case is really angular. You're really into that. You're really into this one. So you, I, I need you to write this one up, Nicholas. You got to put this on the site so people can. Oh see God! All right, we'll see what I can do. It made headlines back in 1970 when it took part in Zenit's Operation Sky, where they, they strapped the watch <laughs> to the front of the Air France. They strapped the watch to Air France Boeing 707's landing gear on a flight from Paris to New York. Okay. Why did you write this, Victor? Sounds like you're into it. I'm just going to tell the stories. All right. That's fine. Whatever. So that's an interesting just... story. Tell, tell, tell the story. What, what, why did they do this? What are they trying to prove? They wanted to test its resistance to external aggression, like drastic temperature fluctuations, wind force, changing air pressure, and the shock of landing. You know, when an airplane lands, it's not like the softest landing on Earth, right? Yeah, but it's also not a freaking, it's also not like a crash landing. I mean, presumably... You have how many thousands of pounds of, of, of... you know, flight on top, um, landing yeah, but, on the wheel. Yeah, but it's not landing. It. It's not landing on. It's landing on the on the gear. It's 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 not actually touching the watch. The watch might vibrate slightly, slightly, to a degree. But I mean, I don't it think it's. A lot. I don't <laughs> it's, think I don't. This is this is a silly test. It's the equivalent of like a, they like put it up, to, they froze it, they heated it, they brought it back down, and the thing kept time. It's a piece. Of, it's a piece of metal. Of course, it's going to keep time. <laughs> What do you think? I don't know. I think it was a little more interesting to see than that. I would have thought the balance wheel could have come loose during the shock of landing. It could have, it could have uh, reacted badly to the temperature. 
the human animal is is far more violent and dangerous than the than the landing gear of a seven oh seven attached to be it being attached to once. Anyway, so this thing they went back and they used the original blueprints. This wasn't just they they looked at it and guessed and kind of drew something similar, like the uh, like the Marius watch. They they went back and did everything right. If I could jump in momentarily, do you guys like or dislike John? Do you approve or allow or whatever your your new catchphrase is? This this uh you know going back to the back catalog and basically just like picking a watch from like 1969 and re- re-releasing it and saying ta da here you go. Are you over that kind of like vintage to me as uh, again as a noob? All all of this is new to me, so it makes no difference to me. But I can see folks being like, is that lazy? You know, are they just you know re-releasing for the sake? I mean. You could maybe make an argument that those designs were better than today's or they're classic or whatever. But do you just have like a constitutional problem with going to the past and kind of like re-releasing these ones? Uh, Victor, what do you think? My, my opinion is this, right? A lot of the watches were made pretty badly back then. Yeah. Like the, the cases were not sharp. They weren't precise. Stuff was just kind of made. And, and you know, they, they weren't making heirloom timepieces. They were making watches to sell. And, you know, if you busted one, you had your watchmaker fix it or you bought another. And so now when they're going back to the back catalog and, and milking their old designs, as it were, they are making them much better than they ever did back then. And I approve of that. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's so that, that's very similar to these Seikos, like these, these Seiko chronographs that, that, I, that I was into. Um, they're not they're not good uh watches because they were made quickly and cheaply as quickly and cheaply as possible so we're actually not talking about a watch that's like that's like super high end and even a, even the original rolexes are are, are they they yeah. you could argue that the rolexes were built okay but like a president or any one of these things they're not they're not they're not they weren't made to last they were just another brand and all the all the fanciness that we associate with watches now is is has has been kind of accreted onto it over the years in ways that uh, we we kind of miss because we didn't actually see how these how these watches launched. So like Glasshuta and like Lang and Zone and all these guys that came out early on, they were just watch brands, and then eventually they became they became luxury brands. Um, but yeah, I, I like the idea, like the like Breitling's, uh, like that Breitling, that rainbow Breitling that they had that styled in the seventies, or I guess that was the fifties. That was the uh, Super Ocean Heritage that they yeah, did Heritage. for healthcare workers, right? Yeah. So a lot of those, a lot of those pieces where they take that they take design cues from the past. Even this, let's let's even let's argue that the Speedmaster does that. Take design cues from the past, but put it into a new movement with better steel, with better, uh, with better. Um, I don't know, loom, all that other good stuff. Good idea. It's great. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. And and it's funny you mentioned the the sake the SRPD eighty seven, which I was mentioning earlier, kind of the the SKX successor. Not a great watch in terms of timekeeping. Man, does that lose? You know, you you leave it on your dresser overnight, and it's like it's like twenty seconds off. It's like it's it's not super great, but. It looks. Neat, so. I mean, that's that the point of a Seiko movement, right? A Seiko movement is not a precise timekeeping piece. In, Which in was new to me. Watch. I was like, "Whoa!" I thought these were like watches. I thought they no, no, kept no, no, time. No, 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 no. The, the, the thing about a Seiko watch is that you can beat the crap out of it, and it's going to keep working. It's not going to lose time or change time, other than it's already that inaccurate, right? You can you can take it out and go pound nails into wood and hammer on stuff, and that watch is going to be fine because it's a Seiko. But actually, don't don't do what don't pound nails into wood because I was I wore this uh, I wore this uh, remember that fourteen or whatever it was called that I bought 
what did I buy? Ticino, Ticino. Remember the Ticino that I bought a little while ago? No, I don't remember you bought the Ticino. Yeah, I bought a Ticino. I bought one of the uh, the, the the pilot the pilot um, chronograph, and uh, that yeah, guy. Yeah, don't camera with that. Yeah, it's not in such good good shape anymore. I cracked the heck out of the crystal. So um, I bought a new crystal, I guess. I don't know if it's a press fit. How do I get it back in there? But I'll figure it out. I didn't realize that this it wasn't it's not really a tool watch, as it were. But then again, most most watches shouldn't be used around tools in a, uh, in a very real sense. All right, friends. And <laughs> you got to get out of here. Yeah, I got to get out of here. I got to get onto a thing. I'm exhausted. Uh, this has been a terrible week, uh, but at least I get to hang out with you guys, which makes me happy. I would agree. This has been a not a fun week, but uh, you know, new Speedmasters. So I guess new Speedmasters. Everything's everything's great. This has been the Our Time Podcast. I'm John Biggs. I'm Victor Marks. I'm Nicholas DeLeon. And we shall see you next week. 